You all may be seated. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for each one of us. Thank you for the word of God. We pray that uh, someone's heart would be transformed. Lord, give us a deeper understanding, a deeper revelation of the kingdom. And Lord, we ask you to reduce us that you may be increased. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the title of the message is Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Everybody say, change your thoughts, change your life. If you change the way you're thinking, right, you will change your life, right? You control your life, right? Uh, I want a video. I got a video that I want to show. Uh, I think I showed it in, in Bible study a while back, but I want to show this video. Nari, can you load that video? It's about six minutes. I want you guys to pay close attention to this video. There is a total transformation that has taken place on the inside of every person who becomes born again. Now, you can see this in many places, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, the scripture there says, If any person is in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And the next verse says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us unto God by himself. The Lord has totally changed you. It says old things have, past tense, passed away, all things, present tense, reality, right now, have become new. And all things are of God. Now, if you don't understand this concept of spirit, soul, and body, you are instantly setting yourself up for confusion and frustration and ultimately unbelief. Because you can tell by process of elimination that this is not talking about your physical body. If you were fat before you got saved, you'll still be fat after you get saved. Your body didn't instantly pass away and all things become new. And your soul is also not the part of you that got saved. Because if you were stupid before you got saved, you'll still be stupid after you get saved. If you were depressed, if you didn't know math before you got saved, you will still be depressed. And you just don't instantly know math after you get saved. The soul is not changed. So by process of elimination, you can say it's not your body and it's not your soul. And so that leaves your spirit. Your spirit is a part of you that got totally changed at salvation. When a person makes Jesus Christ their Lord, there is instantaneous change that takes place. And yet that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.17 says it isn't in process, but it's already done. It's an accomplished fact, a done deal. And if you don't understand that that change takes place in the spirit and has to work its way out into the soul and the body, then you are going to instantly come into unbelief and begin to say, but it didn't change. I'm still the same. And it may cause some people to seriously doubt whether they were ever saved, but your spirit is right now as perfect, as mature, as complete as Jesus is. But when you get born again, your spirit gets elevated. It gets recreated to where it's literally, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, that God sends forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. It's literally, when you get born again, your spirit passes away. The old spirit is taken out. It dies, is what the scripture says in Romans chapter 6. And God places within you the spirit of his son. That's what it says again in Romans chapter 8, verse 9. It says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In other words, you aren't truly born again unless you receive God putting the Spirit of his son in your heart. 
The Spirit of Jesus has come to live inside of every born-again person. And your spirit and the Spirit of Jesus have intermarried. They've merged. They've become one so that you are now a totally brand-new person. And the identity and the holiness, the makeup of your spirit is identical to Jesus. John 4, 24, Jesus said this. He said, God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He said you must worship him in spirit and in truth. So how can holy God fellowship with unholy man? Even at our very best, we still fall short of God's standards. Well, the way it happens is, is that when you put faith in Jesus, you become born again, and in your spirit, you become a brand new creature that is righteous and holy. You are as pure as and holy in your spirit as Jesus is because it's his righteousness that has been given unto you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says that Jesus is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Jesus has become our righteousness. And then as you get your soul in agreement with what is already transpired in your spirit, then you see the physical benefit. Your spirit has to flow through your soul to get into your body, into the physical world. The soul has a valve on it. And basically, that is the function of your mind, your mental, emotional part, the soulish part of you. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead already indwells every born-again believer. But if your mind is like a valve and if it's closed to that, if it doesn't embrace that truth and renew its mind and get to where what you see in the Word of God in the spiritual mirror, if that doesn't become more real to you than what you see in your physical mirror, then it's possible for this resurrection life that's in your spirit to be completely shut off, just like you would shut the valve on a faucet and you say, but I feel sick. My body hurts. The doctor says I'm dying. Here's my medical record. And if those things dominate you, that soul can shut off that power so that not one drop of God's life-giving power ever touches your physical body. And you can die sick having the resurrection life of God on the inside of you. And, of course, you can apply that to every area of your life. You can have depression in you. You can have uh, anger and bitterness when the whole time in your spirit there is love, joy, and peace, as it says in Galatians 5.22. So the critical part of you is actually the soul. And the rest of the Christian life is renewing of the mind. And as we do that, then the physical body will experience the benefit. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Now, it's important if you notice something, uh, change your thoughts, you change your life, right? And so everything operates in your mind. It's important for us to get this because if you don't change the way you think, you would never, ever change your behavior. If you don't believe that you've been born again, that you're a new creature, and old things have passed away, 
Old things will never be passed away. You're going to keep on doing what you've always done if you don't think differently. You have to change the way you think. The power of the Holy Spirit in our life is so magnificent, right? It's so awesome um, that it transforms us in our body coming through our mind. Your mind is the key. Everybody said, my mind is the key. Now, in Proverbs 23 and 7, I'm going to try to get through this. In Proverbs 23 and 7, he says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? So what happens is when, you, when you're looking in that verse and you go into Proverbs, he said people talk one way, but what's really happening is what's going on on the inside. You know how you can tell somebody one thing, but your heart is saying something different, right? So whatever you think, whatever's in your heart is who you really are. With however you really thinking, because I can say one thing, everybody know a hypocrite, is a, it came from a term years and years and years and years ago when they used to play act and they would put a mask on, right? And they'd be actors. And as long as they had that mask on, they was in character, right? And then they'd take the mask off, they'd be somebody different, right? And that's where the word hypocrite come from. That means you have on a mask and you acting like you somebody else, right? But in reality, you're really another person, right? And so when we think about being born again and we think about our sin nature, I want you guys to get this because it's going to change your life, right? So... Sin's power has been broken in your life. Your sin nature, when you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, the power of the Spirit of Christ came in, and the spirit that you were born with, that spirit dies. Now, here's the key. That's why being born again, he says, if you believe it. That's why they say believers. Because if you don't believe it, it's not so. I don't care what I preach to you, it doesn't matter. It's what you believe in your heart, right? He says, so whatsoever man believeth in Jesus, you have to believe it in your heart, right? And when you believe it in your heart, it's really in your brain, in the way you think. Because once I believe something so much, I start to manifest it in my behavior, and you get to see it, right? Now, that's important for you guys to understand that. So the sin nature, uh, when Jesus came into your life, he broke it. Now, here's the thing. You got to be careful because you can resurrect that sin nature in your life. And it will control you. And the things you used to do, you will keep on doing. Right? But you have to know who you are and how powerful you are. And here's the thing. There was a story when Jesus... Uh, was getting ready to go to Calvary, and, and, and uh, the governor asked him, says, uh, we're asking you some questions, Jesus. Why won't you answer me? And Jesus would not answer him. The reason why Jesus did not answer them, because they were talking to his flesh. They were talking to his sin nature, and his, his flesh was dead. So he didn't respond to none of that. What we do is, because we don't understand who we are, we're so focused on our flesh. So anytime you say something crazy to me, I get worked up. 
The reason I worked up because I'm not operating in the spirit. I'm operating in the flesh. So you really messing with my flesh. You ain't messing with my spirit. You messing with my flesh. So my flesh get worked up. Watch this here. My emotions get changed. My mental is changed, right? Because what happens when God is bringing his power, the Holy Spirit in your life, you took the valve and you turned the valve off, right? You turned the valve off and you decide, I'm going to do me. I can handle this world without you, God. I know you, in the, I know you inside of me, but I'm going to turn you off and I'm going to do me, right? So, so now the, the healing, the delivering, and everything, nothing changes in your physical world because you shut the vial off as the spirit trying to get through your mind. You shut it off and you don't believe it. So now, when that thing's supposed to be dead in you, it's alive. Right? So in John 6 and 30, uh, 63, the spirit gives life. So the power of God gives life. He said, but the flesh, everybody said the flesh counts for nothing because all it does is operate in the world through the five senses right and that that here's the thing if my own sin nature is in control it's gonna have my flesh trying to satisfy my flesh right but now the things I used to do I don't do anymore because I'm the anytime there's a verse in the seventh chapter of Romans. He talks about a marriage. He said, as long as the woman's husband is alive, she's still committed to him. But when he dies, he no longer has power anymore. Right? When your sin nature died, or you died, and now, watch this here. It has no power over you anymore. Because now, watch the video. Now, Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit has come into your life. The Holy Spirit has come into your life. Right? The old man is what? Died. Now, the question is, did I open the valve and allow the power of God to come in my life, or did I leave the valve closed even though I let Jesus in? So, I accepted him, but uh, I accepted you, but I don't... I accept you in front of everybody. I don't really believe this, so I'm not going to open the valve. So I'm serving you with my lips, but my heart is far from you. Right? So in Romans, he said, here's what it is. Now, remember I was dealing with you guys about your sin nature and all that. Here's what he says. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. Right? The only reason God gave them the law, because before Moses got the law, People was doing whatever they wanted to do, and it wasn't wrong. So God looked and said, that's wrong, but they don't know it's wrong. So I need to call Moses up here and tell Moses, here is some parameters or some boundaries that they should not cross, right? These boundaries are called laws. The only purpose of them is to show you that doing this is wrong. So now that I know it, but I don't have no power to stop it. So I know it's wrong, but I can't stop it because my sin nature want to do it because it always wanted to do it. But here's the power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came in your life, it gave you the power to be able to stop doing the things that you used to do.
that you know is wrong. That's why some of you all, uh, you accepted Christ in your life and the power of the Holy Spirit was so powerful, some of the stuff you used to do, you're not even close to what you used to do. So some of you guys play games. You play Russian roulette. You turn on the valve, and then when you want to do something crazy, you turn it off. And then you do all the crazy stuff you want to do, and then you try to open the valve back up when you get in too much trouble and you want the Spirit to come in. Now, come on, deliver me, Lord. And then once he delivers you out of it, you say, Lord, I probably won't never do it again. Lord, if you can just help me out of this here. And then as soon as he gets you out of it, and you say, I don't need you no more, I'm going to go back. Right? And so now the power of the Holy Spirit is still in your life. He said, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you, but I can't get through if you keep closing the valve. Well, how do you close it? You close it in your mind. You shut them off in your mind and say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do the things that satisfy my flesh. There are some people in here that did some things. They swore they would never do it again when they accepted Christ in their life. And they have never, ever done it again. They have accepted Jesus in his life, and he gave you the power, right? And you accepted that power, and that power gave you the power to never to do it again. And you didn't do it no more. Now, if you can stop that, surely you can stop all the other crazy stuff you're doing. Surely you can, right? But Satan want to think, let you know, no, no, you, you, you know what you like. That's because you live in your flesh. Now, watch what he says, right? But as people sin... More and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. God said, I don't care how much you sin. My grace is greater than. He said, I don't care what you do. My grace is greater than your sin. He said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, listen, as soon as you get it together and repent, I'll tell you, I'll throw it in the sea of forgiveness and remember it no more. Then he says this, so just as sin ruled, now watch this here, your sin nature rule your life. That's why I'm glad uh, my point guard is here today because I'm going to use her for an example. I always use her. But her baptism was so important because watch the baptism, right? The baptism symbolizes your relationship with Jesus, right? So when you die, when Jesus died, anytime somebody died, my mama died. When my mama died, uh, she owed some rent. She was renting from somebody, and she owed a gas bill, and she had a light bill, Sister Norman. And I got the money out of my bank because my mama check hadn't came yet. And I didn't want the people, I wanted my mama's name to be good. So I paid the rent. I went in my checking account and got the money out, and I paid my mama's check. I mean, her rent, and I paid her gas bill and her light bill because I thought I did right. It was doing good until me and Ardina went down a little bit further, and we got a, a, a notice from the bank. Because my mama check came a few days later, and I just got the check and deposited my bank. Where the bank came back later with a letter said, we withdrawing this money out of your bank. Because the government got in and said she was dead, so the money was never hers anymore. Right? Uh, and I didn't realize, oh, she didn't even owe the rent. You can't get rent from a dead person. You can't get light money from a dead person. You can't get gas money from a dead person, right? So when I'm dead, sin, my sin nature don't have no power over me. Right? So when I die to it, it may be, but I'm dead to it. So now this spirit that was controlling my, my mind, my emotions, and my will, that thing that was controlling that, 
is dead now, and I got a new spirit in me now. So when Jesus rose, the symbolic of it, Jesus came to show us what we're dealing with. So when Jesus came and he died on Calvary, what he was saying was, listen, let me show you how to conquer death. You guys think about, well, I'm going to die one day. That's not what he's talking about. What he's saying is the wages of sin is death. Listen, the payment for the sin nature is death. Every time sin occurs, death occurs. They come as a package, right? But when you die, watch this here. The sin nature no longer has power anymore. So Jesus was showing you when he died, you died, right? So now because you accepted him, now my sin nature, right, I'm dead to it. So it no longer has power with me anymore. Now who lives in me now? Now Jesus lives in me. So when he rose, he rose with what? All power. So now because he rose, I rose. So when I came up out the water, I came up as a new creature. And all things have passed away. So now that old person ain't who they used to be. Right? That person is dead in the grave to die no more. So now I'm back. I'm up. Now I'm up with all power. But the power that's controlling me now is the power of the spirit. So, right. And so it gives me life. Right? So he says this. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them death, God's wonderful grace ruled instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus is so important, people. When, when people tell you, men don't believe in Jesus, he's a white man, God. He's all this. Fool, it's a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual message. Y'all looking at the flesh. Jesus was a spiritual issue. God was trying to show you a spiritual thing. And you missed it because you was looking at racism. Right? And so Satan tricked you with racism. So you start looking at the physical and the racism and miss the spirit. And so now you're still living in the flesh because you worry about, oh, they ain't going to do me like that. Give me a seal. And they say, gee, and he white, and they painting him white. Man, he ain't white. You fool. It's a spiritual issue. Y'all know that was a, a trick a long time ago. All you had to do is read the Bible. He came through Ham, and, and he didn't even come through Jeff. See, you, you just got to read the Bible. You, you, you come out of Africa, you know he wasn't white. That had nothing to do with it. It was a spiritual issue. But if I can get you focused on the physical, then you'll miss the spiritual. Right? So your spiritual man is the one that keeps giving you life. When you start acting up, it's that spirit. Everybody say that spirit. So then he says this in Romans. He says, well then. Everybody say, well then. Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace. Should I just keep on? How? Watch this. Of course not. Watch this. Since we have died. Of course not. Since we have died. Died to what? Our sin nature. It don't have no power over me no more. The only thing that has power over me is God. Because now I have a new spirit. So the sin nature is not, my sin nature said, I want to have sex with so-and-so. She sure look good. The, the spirit man said, idiot, stop it. You know that blowing to somebody else saying you married. 
Don't you steal that money. You know you can't do that. You know that's wrong. You know, quit quit sending them texts. You know it's wrong, but your flesh says, but it feel good. I like it, right? That's because you uh, you 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 operate in your sin nature. You shut the valve off, cause God is telling us. God, God, like he just taking that valve, trying to turn it. As soon as he get a little bit through, he said, "You say it's wrong." You say, "He says wrong." You he try to squeeze, he try to ease it back, but you won't let him open it, right? He says, "So what you do?" And you say, I got so much power that I'm going to resurrect my sin nature and live any way I want to live. Right? Uh, now, now, watch this here. He says, of course not. Since we have died to our sin nature, since I died to my sin nature, that means my sin nature no longer have power on me as long as I'm dead. How could it have power on me if I'm dead? So the thing that used to make me lie and cheat and steal and run games and con and do all that kind of stuff, that spirit is dead now. Then he goes and say this. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, and y'all thought it was water, when he was talking about a spiritual issue, he said, now, make the baptism Make the baby and make it her and Jesus sitting side by side. And when she went down, he went down. Right? And when he died, she died. And they stayed underwater. And when God raised him up, he raised her up. Right? Now, who's dead? The old person. And she came up as a new creature. Now, watch this here. He says, uh, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? Then he says, for we died and we, watch this, and were buried with Christ by what? It's a spiritual issue, people. Quit thinking about water. The baptism up here is a symbolic of a spiritual issue. People? That's why, you know, just I want to get my baby baptized. I need to get my baby dedicated. You cannot dedicate your baby if you don't dedicate your life. You can't do it, man. Otherwise, you you operating in the flesh. You want everybody to say, my baby been dedicated. I got baptized. It's a spiritual thing. It should, everything should change. He said, so, now watch this here. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, watch this here. By the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live a what? We have a new life now. I'm not stew man no more. I don't care if you call me at all you want. I don't do what I used to do. I'm just not that person anymore. That person is dead. Now, in your mind, he's alive because you want to look at the flesh and want me to operate in the flesh. So you say crazy stuff to me, hoping I operate in my flesh and get mad. But every time we get mad and angry about stuff, that means we're giving power to our sin nature. Because we are, now, but if you say, talk crazy about me, I don't like him and he can't preach, I'm like, you talking to my flesh. Because I'm in the spirit. Right? right. And, and if I'm in the spirit, uh, you can't touch this. All right, that's MC Ham. I should have not played the music. Right. But I can't run to after the surgery. All right, now. So uh, watch this here. Since we have been united 
with him in death. Wow, man, this is so good. Uh, we will also be raised to life as he was. Listen, this stuff is serious, people. And you wonder why you keep on doing what you're doing. The question you have to ask yourself is, did I really believe? Did I really change my thinking? Right? Did the Holy Spirit really transform? When the vow came open and the power of the Holy Spirit, did it get inside of me or did I keep the vow closed? So it had no impact because the power comes through me. Now watch this. Here. Everything comes through me to get to my flesh. Watch the video. So the spirit comes and the veil is open and the power comes through the soul. Your mind, your emotions, and your willpower. You know, you don't know me. Uh, I was born like this. That's your willpower. Right? And then you saw strong will. Then all of a sudden, all that stuff come through your willpower, then hit your body, and you walk around like you somebody. You know, I'm a, man, I know I'm sharp. I got a bad suit on. I'm in my flesh. Because this suit don't make me. Right? So you say you don't like my suit, and I get mad. I'm in the flesh. I'm operating in the flesh. Right? Uh, Dale told me something this morning. He says, um, when I get angry, I may mess it up, Dale, so you may have to come here and correct me. When I get so worked up because you're talking about me, I'm really, I might be making an idol out of the thing that you're talking about. So I'm so secure in this thing right here, I'm worshiping the idol, so when you talk about it, it gets me mad. Did I say it kind of right? Yeah, so now I'm all, so I get all worked up. I can't believe you're talking about my kids. You don't know my kids because you'd have made them an idol. And don't you mess with my idol. Because if you mess with my idol, you're going to mess with me. So you got to watch out what you're making an idol. Right? So now, so then he says in verse 6, we know that our old sinful selves was what? It was crucified. Everybody says spiritual thing. That thing was crucified. So Jesus crucifixion, and everybody, oh, man, he just got, I'm so glad they killed him, right? Because it was a show me that, oh, it, it died. Let me know that that thing that I call a flesh no longer has power anymore. That's the purpose of the crucifixion. That's what he said. Our old sinful selves have, were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in my life. It no longer has power anymore. That's what's happening with our young people, right? Our young people is walking around powerless because they operate in their sin nature. So they think, uh, they they got to get this, and they, 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 they got to do this, and, and I got to do this. And I ain't going to tell you all the crazy stuff they're doing and saying and behaving and all this crazy stuff is because they're trying to satisfy their flesh. And soon as you say something against their flesh, they're getting mad. Right? Now, but here's what he says. Uh, we know that our old sinful selves was crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Watch this here. We are no longer, uh, he said, I use that language because so you can understand the power of slavery. Slavery means something else controls you. Ooh, you mean to tell my sin nature was controlling me? Yes, it was controlling you. 
That's why Paul wrote the whole seventh chapter of Romans. He said, whenever I desire to do good, evil is always present. He said, I don't know why I do it. I don't want to do it, but I can't help it because my sin nature, I'm hooked to my sin nature. And then he jumped around and jumped in chapter 8 and said, there's no condemnation for them that walk in Christ Jesus. Follow after the spirit and not after the flesh. As long as you're operating in the flesh and you're concerned about your flesh, you know your sin nature is running the show. Right? And then, so now, I got to hurry up and get through this. He said, for we, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. When we died with Christ, the sin nature was cut off and he ain't got no power. So you can't, you can't even move me. I'm like, go on, girl. Don't you try it. I'm not playing. Don't try it. Don't you try it. Here's what he says. And since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with him. I mean, y'all got to know what y'all dealing with, right? So when you deal with this thing and you all been out of shape because what people are doing to you and all this, you mad because you're in your flesh. I can't, I can't believe they said that to me. I can't believe they did that to me because I'm in my flesh. Right? So, so we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Then he says, death no longer has any power over me. Why does it have any power over me? Because my sin nature has no power over me. And where there's no sin, there is no death. See? But I know that don't make sense to y'all because y'all in the natural. Because you're looking at it from a natural thing instead of a spiritual thing. Right? And that's why when you sin, you think, well, I ain't died, so I can go over there and cheat again. They told me I was going to die. You are dead. Now, all of a sudden, your relationship messed up. You know, your kids don't even like you no more because you cheated on their parents or your mom or your dad. The people on your job don't trust you no more. So all you die, all in relationship, dead. Death. You were so respected and so honored, they don't have no respect for you no more. You can make all the money, people laughing at you in the boardroom because of your sin. Right? Now, he says, when he died, he died once to break the power of your sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. How do I live? I live for God's glory. Everybody say, for God's glory. So if I'm living for God's glory, so you should also consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and live to God through Christ Jesus. You, everybody said me, I should also consider myself to be dead to my sin nature and it don't have no power. Don't or do not let your sin, now watch this here because you have the power, baby girl, son, you have the power, young people, watch this here. When you clowning and acting a fool and talking crazy, that means that your sin nature is in full control again. Now, you just gave God your life. If you've given it up, now watch this here. But don't let sin control the way you live. Do not give it, give in to sin's desires, right? Now, what do you mean? I mean, you can mess around and let it resurrect itself and it take full control. What do I do? I shut the valve off. And then what happened is that thing will start growing like weeds back in your life. And you'll start doing what you used to do and even worse. Now you're sitting there, you got full control over you again. Right? So now 
everything you want. And you realize, I was talking to uh, Brother Dale. I said, Brother Dale, I said, when people acting crazy, you know how you be all stressed out and you think somebody important, Denise? You think somebody important? You said, man, they talking about me. I know they were, and I'm worried. I said, Dale, guess what? They feel the same way too. They just won't say it. Because if they talk about you, they in their flesh. So they sin nature's controlling them. So God ain't, God, they're not even operating in God. They can be holy all they want in their mind. All I got to do is watch your behavior. It's going to tell the truth. It's going to show up in your behavior. That's why he says all things become new. Because you'll see a different walk. That's why old folks said my hands look new. My feet look new. Right? They say, ooh, they walk different. It looked different, right? right? Now, and, 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 and I'm done. I got two verses, and I'm done. Here's what it said. Do not let any part. Do, everybody said do not. That means you have the power to allow it to take control of your life or not. So it says do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Don't let your fingers play on the computer. People, don't, don't play on your phone. Watch the websites. Watch the text message back and forth. Watch the midnight. As soon as you get a text at 1 in the morning, you know you're in trouble already. You turn over so can't nobody see you, right? And so now you watch your instruments because Satan will try to use whatever, whether it's your mind, your hand, your feet, whatever, your mind, your eye. How many people guilty? I ain't talking about nobody else. I'm talking about Pastor Dirt, right? Uh, uh, guilty. Uh, somebody walk where, you know, uh, 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 they walk back and say, ooh, I ain't like, ooh, she went that dress. <clears throat> Don't nobody know it but me. Because I ain't going to say it out loud because I'm the pastor. Because <laughs> right, I want to stay holy. <laughs> right? But what happened was my sin nature, right, I gave control to my mind and to my eyes. And I let, that's why I, when I said the other week, I said, I asked God to take my desire for a woman away before I cheat on my wife. Because there's nobody ugly. And there's nobody cute. You exactly like God wanted to make you. I decide if I want you to be cute or not. You know, I look at you and say, ooh, that girl sure look good. Because the other person said she was ugly. So now it's my imagination. Is my mind, right? So if my sin nature come into play and, and, and it's wrong, an ugly girl will look good to you. If your heart ain't right. See what I'm saying? So he said, don't let it. Don't let no parts of it. No parts of it. He said, instead, give yourselves completely. Everybody say completely. To God, for you were dead, but now you what? Have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. It's easy to do when I allow the valve to be open and the power of God to flow through me. So now my flesh don't win over. My flesh don't win over, right? And so then, uh, and when he says, sin is no longer your master, your sin nature is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. What law? The law of sin and death. 
He's not talking about the law he gave Moses. He's talking about the law of sin and death. I don't have to worry about the law of sin and death if I'm not sinning. And if I'm operating in the, in the spirit, then I'm not going to sin. I don't, oh, you ain't going to, listen, there ain't nobody perfect. That's a lie. You can be, there's some people in this building right here ain't never, ever slept with anybody else. Now, the people who have figure everybody doing it. The people that did it think everybody, no, no, they lying. They did it. No, that's because you in your mind. There's some people, man, have committed their life to God and they have decided they wasn't going to do it. They wasn't going to sin, whatever. In any event that they do, because the battle is open immediately like David, they said, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent for my thoughts, my actions, my behavior, right? Because they're operating in the spirit and not in the flesh. So every now and then, if it slip in, and catch you, you'll catch yourself. And then you turn back around and tell the devil he's a lie. You got to tell that spirit, oh, nature, you don't have no power. I've been born again. That's what born again is all about. It ain't about going back in your mother's womb and coming out. He had to tell John that. He said, you don't go in your mama's womb and come out. He said, you change the way you think. So if you change the way you think, it might change something else. Now, it's, I'm wrapping up because I'm li a little over time. But somebody told me to hold the audience. So y'all blame somebody. I ain't going to told you to do it. But they told me to hold the audience, right? So that's why we're longer. All right, now, take a picture, young folks. Remember this. The way you see things will not change until you change the way you see things. It won't change. If you don't see it different, you're going to keep on doing what you're doing. And you're sitting there, you're going to keep on taking control. But when I see it different, now, now I want everybody to get this in your head. Every time you get ready to do something, uh, I want you to think about a vow. And I want you to think about the spirit going through this vow. And I want you to think, is it open or is it closed? You're going to have a picture of it right in your head. You're going to be like, God, I got to close this vow. I got to open this valve. Uh, it's an ugly situation. It's getting tight. I better open it up. I need that spirit to come through and come through strong. So I don't need to squeak it. I need to open it wide open because I need all of the power of God coming through because my flesh is getting the best of me. You know, uh, you get on the Internet and your old girlfriend from high school calls you, right? And you 65 and your girl, Pierre, your girlfriend called you back from high school and, and you liked her and, and here you are 50 some years old and she called you and you're like, yeah, man, that was 50 years ago. Man, I was cheating off your paper 50 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And then the enemy makes you say, ooh, yeah, let me call her up. Fool, that was 50 years ago, man. You don't know what you're about to walk into. But the enemy will make, bring up all kind of feeling. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just be honest. Don't lie. Yeah, the, the old feeling come up. You get, I get, you know, every now and then somebody will send me something. I'm like, oh, boy, that's why I don't get on Facebook. I had too many friends in college, right? And I don't mess with that stuff. I'm like, oh, no. I tell people in her, I got a wife I've been married for 38 years. And some of them say, I don't care what that means. I said, hold on. I'll be right back. Stay there. Stay tuned. They'll never hear from me no more. You got to shed them off. You gotta shed, it's hard, but you got to shed it off, right? Amen? Amen? I want you guys to think about this here. God has blessed us to, to, to accept Christ into our life, and he said, I came into your life, and I want to be full control of your life. 
He said, and I can help you control every facet of your life if you open the valve and allow my power to come through you, through your mind, through your emotions, and through your will. He said, if you do it, you won't be stressed. Your anxiety will be low. He said, I even heal you. He said, I'll deliver you if you open the valve. So you have to make a choice today. Am I going to open the valve all the way? Because some of you guys got the valve open, but it ain't open all the way. Right? You got to crack because you know he's in there because you accept him in your life. But you have to make a decision. Amen. Get the Lord a hand clap. Let's have the prayer warriors come up front. If there's someone would like prayer, or if you want to be a part of the Kingdom Embassy family, it's a card you can fill out and say, I want to join the church. And we, we don't really take people in on Sunday morning because I don't like people to make emotional decisions. I know some pastors do, but I don't want you to make a decision emotional. So I always say fill out a card, and then we get with you, and then I, I'll call you on the phone. We'll set up, and you want to be a part of the Kingdom Embassy. We'll take you through our new members' classes. One day we'll feed you dinner and tell you about the church and everything. But if you want prayer and you want to rededicate, hey, put it on the card, I'm rededicating my life. I need a, a track of that. If, I re, if I'm rededicating my life, put it on the card. Say, I'm rededicating my life. Put your name on it so I can be praying for you, all right? I'll recommit my life. Let us all stand. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your message. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we ask you in the name of Jesus to allow your spirit to reign supreme in our life. Lord, thank you for letting us die to our sin nature. And thank you for coming alive in our life. We want to give our entire life to you so we can be what you called us to be in the kingdom. Thank you for every one of them. Lord, we pray for our young people. Lord, please, Lord, in the name of Jesus, open up your vow to them because your Holy Spirit is in their life as well so they can feel the presence of your power coming through them so they won't be so selfish and egotistical and think it's about them. And, Lord, they know it's about you. We praise you magnify you. In Jesus' name. Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence, give us traveling mercies. Put your arms of protection around us. Guard our families and our homes. Continue to bless us. Lord, as I prepare for this surgery on Wednesday, Lord, we know you're going to have your angels all around the hospital working on my behalf. So I just thank you for that. You've been so faithful to me so many times, so I'm trusting you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See yourself dismissed. The altar is open for those who like prayer. God bless you.